Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Dr. Squatch Soap. Stop buying crap soap and buy Dr. Squatch today. Get 20% off orders of $20 or more when you use the promo code SKS20. That's 20% off of orders of $20 or more when you use the promo code SKS20 at DrSquatch.com. My name is Ryan Scullard. I am your host for the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. And it has been uh, quite a week. You know, we we have made it through waivers. I hope you guys were able to get the the players that you were looking for. Um, tonight we have you know some news things we want to cover, and then kind of do a little bit of a preview of this weekend's games. Uh, I've kind of gone through, uh, marked kind of what are the some of the better or worse matchups for fantasy relevant players, just to give a little bit of an idea so that we can kind of see um who who is who is set up for success in week four to try to help your teams um we are in the process of um adding a few more things to this podcast i hope you guys don't get bored of me um just spewing and pontificating at times uh on here uh we're we are trying to find some uh some hosts i've had a couple people uh ask to uh to be on the show so um, I'm going to work on getting that arranged and uh, so that uh, you guys can listen to someone else a little bit here here, uh, here and there as well. So, um, to start off, a little announcement. want to uh, uh, talk about uh, our rankings from last week. Uh, we are, for those of you who don't know, um, Skull King Sports, we run our fantasy football rankings through Fantasy Pros. Now, Fantasy Pros every year, um, if you don't use Fantasy Pros, they have so many great tools. A lot of the tools that I use for my rankings, for um, for my research, I, I use Fantasy Pros and I use Next Gen Stats. Those are my two main um, sources of research, besides just plain old, you know, old-fashioned stats on um, NFL.com. Um, so... As part of Fantasy Pros, um, I am part of the expert consensus rankings that they put out. Um, so my rankings are involved in that. My rankings are also part of their um, their expert accuracy contest. Um, this last week, my rankings actually were pretty decent. My quarterback, I'll be honest, I I struggle ranking quarterbacks. That's It's been a struggle for me forever, um, just knowing which quarterback was going to have the best week that week. Um, they usually don't line up with mat uh, with um with uh matchups as well as other other positions. Uh, so as of right now, I'm still I think like 128th overall in terms of my quarterback rankings. However, I am now in the top I want to say top 50. Um, for my let's see where have I got it. Uh, I'm inside the top 50 for running back rankings. Top 50 for wide receiver rankings and top 50 for tight end rankings, uh, which overall has me 29th on the season. I was at this last week number 21 overall my overall rankings. So, uh, in terms of accuracy, so um, if you guys want to figure out if you guys want to know more about how they do that, um, it's on FantasyPros.com. They talk about their method methodology and how they and how they figure out who um, who's more accurate, um, and so. Uh, for those of you who, I mean, if you want to know more about who's in it, um, the the fantasy footballers, all three of them are in it. I think they have two guys in the top twelve. They norm, I mean, they normally have guys in no less than the top twenty-five. Um, I mean, 
the fantasy footballers are an inspiration to guys like me who want to get better at this um, and, you know, who are completely independent, um, done everything themselves. So uh, if you guys are looking for another fantasy football podcast, listen to as well. Guys, check them out. I listen to the fantasy footballers. Um, I take some of their advice sometimes. They're, I mean, just the, the amount of time they have to research and how good they are at what they do. Um, it, you can't just ignore their advice. So, um, so yeah, so 29 overall in that, uh, very pleased to be at that point so far this year. Um, it's been a little rough going the last couple of years. So, uh, we only have, I, because we are small, we are a small, um, website organization compared to, to, compared to a lot of the ones that are in that competition. We only have, I'm the only one who's actually part of the Um, expert consensus and the ranking competition however uh, we have nine different people on our website that submit rankings through fantasy pros so they actually do get scored on their accuracy Um, and I'd have to look but I think we have at least we have at least four guys including myself who would be in the top 40 overall in terms of where their rankings put them or top 50 overall uh, in terms of where their rankings um, are in terms of accuracy through three weeks so um, it's been, it's, it's been a very good year so far for Skulking Sports in terms of our ranking accuracy. So, all right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into the headlines, uh, for this week. Starting it off, the big bummer news, uh, Tennessee had, the Tennessee Titans had eight positive COVID tests. Um, five were person, were, uh, uh, coaches uh team personnel three of them were actually players um so i had a lot of questions um on our facebook page um you know what what does this mean how do we how do we deal with this what are the potential ramifications and for right now all i can say is i don't know um you know we can we can try to look ahead to see you know what are some possibilities uh, I've seen that the league may try to reschedule the Minnesota-Houston game and the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game, possibly put the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game on on Monday. That's just that's something I've seen put out there. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. What I would suggest is any Tennessee players that you have, if you have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, I would pick up a secondary quarterback um, just in case. If you... Um, if you have, uh, you know, Corey Davis or, you know, obviously Derek Henry, um, Jonu Smith, I would have backup plans ready. So what that means is if it's a possibility that they could play on Monday, I would put all of them in your flex position. So, you know, the Corey Davis, um, Derek Henry, even Jonu, I mean, tight end, um, you know, have a backup ready. Um, just in case be willing, you know, find a streamer, you know, Gr- Jimmy Graham's out there. He, you know, he, uh, I'd have to look, I'm not sure how good of a matchup it is for him this week. Not great <laughs> against the Colts. Um, there are, there are some options out there that you could stream and have ready just in case. That being said, um, we, we simply don't know, but in terms of Corey Davis and, and, uh, maybe Adam Humphreys. Um, it does not look like AJ Brown's going to be playing this week again. He is not healing as fast as everyone was hoping from the bone bruise in his knee. Um, have those guys in your flex position so that you can switch them out at the last minute if necessary. Okay, um, and that's I mean as of right now. If you've got deep enough rosters to have some backups for just in case, it's a wait and see game. We just don't know how this is going to impact things. So for right now, we need to wait. I know that sucks to hear, but that's what we need to do. So moving on from this, uh, the Broncos are have announced that they are starting Brett Rippon as their quarterback against Sam Darnold and the uh, New York Jets this weekend. Even with that, it's, I mean, Driscoll obviously is is not the answer. 
we'll see what Brett Rippin can do. I was I was I was kind of pumped about Brett Rippin coming out of coming out of Boise State a couple years ago when we were covering the draft. I think that he could still do okay. The the Jets defense is horrible. So that I mean not that Brett Rippin's great, but it's a it's a very terrible defense. So it could still provide some opportunity um for Noah Fant, um, some pass game opportunities for Gordon and possibly Lindsey. Um, usually in in the short weeks where they only play where they're playing on Thursday night, it's usually estimated um, as to what the injury reports are going to be. They don't do a whole lot of practice on the short weeks like this. So Phil Lindsey has been estimated as limited. So we will still have to wait and see if he's going to play on Thursday. I'm not positive he's going to play on Thursday. I think it's still going to be um, Gordon and Freeman. Um, but it is, I mean, it does play out as a decent matchup for Gordon as uh, the Jets play. Jets are what? Go with the seventh most amount of fantasy points um, to running back. So um, should be a, a decent game for him. Story number three uh, is defense. I know, odd. Fantasy football, we're talking defense. The Falcons lose Darquez Denard uh, corner, and the Chargers lose Chris Harris for four to six weeks. Both these guys going to IR. So what this means is that the crappy Falcons defense is even worse now and will be giving up even more passing yards. Um, honestly, I think the, the Green Bay Packers could afford to actually not even worry about um Devontae Adams playing this week and they'll still come out with the win um I and I know any given Sunday any given Sunday any team can win this defense is that is so bad um they're I mean they're going to be giving up a lot of points um and then the Chargers losing uh losing Harris I mean they're already banged up um I mean they only lose them for four to six weeks but uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up their, I've got all my notes here, their matchup uh, against the Buccaneers. That does not help when you've got uh, Evans, possibly Godwin. Godwin is very well could be missing significant time with his hamstring injury. And Scotty Miller, yeah, Scotty Miller not so much. Uh, but Howard um, is, is showing a little bit. So um, definitely going to be interesting to see what um, what happens there. So... Chargers could, uh, you know, having lose losing a little bit more there, we'll see if, um, you know, maybe they want to go the Earl Thomas route. Obviously, uh, didn't put this in there. The Texans decided not to sign him. They, I guess, they figured it wasn't going to be a good fit. Um, amazing fall from grace for for Earl Thomas. So, all right, now that we have uh, pontificated on a whole bunch for like 13 minutes now, um, I am now going to go over. Um, just gonna look at go game by game and just kind of look at some of the things that I like and don't like about the matchup. So, um, this is the first time we've done this this year. First time that I've really felt like I've had time to put into um, time to put into this specifically for the podcast and not kind of work on it throughout the weekend uh, in order to make sure my rankings were set for Sunday morning. So, I'm glad that I've been able to do this for you guys. And so we're gonna we're gonna kind of review uh, starting off with the Broncos versus the Jets. Um, really the, the Broncos defense hasn't been great. Obviously neither the jet, neither have the jets. So as far as the Broncos go, the only real thing I like here is, is Gordon and Fant. Um, the, the jets defense hasn't been great, but, uh, they've given up so much to running backs that, that, uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers haven't had to do much. So, um, and they give up a, a fair amount of points to, to tight end, so I think that Rippon will be able to obviously trust in his his outlet passes to Gordon and to Fant in the passing game, and hopefully Gordon will be able to get enough of a run game going against this you know horrible front seven for the uh, for the Jets that um, you know that'll that'll provide a little extra room for Rippon as well. As far as the Jets go, I mean I could see Darnold having an okay game. I'm not I'm not going to rank him very high. I mean, the Broncos are very middle of the road. Uh, in terms of in terms of the the wide receivers, uh, I'm not going with Gore. The, the Broncos have been pretty stiff against the run. Crowder hope is hoping to be available. If he's not, 
Braxton Berrios is getting targeted like crazy from from Sam Darnold. And so I am I am this week going to have Braxton Berrios if Crowder misses. If Crowder's declared out, I will have Braxton Berrios very much much higher in my rankings because of it. So he has, I believe, two games in a row now with a touchdown from Sam Darnold. So um so yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on the, the Broncos Jets game. Moving on to the Cardinals and the Panthers. Um, Murray kind of struggled this last week. The the Panthers have been pretty stiff against the uh, against quarterbacks and tight ends. Luckily, the Cardinals don't play a tight end, so all they <laughs> all they do is the quarterbacks, or is a, is a, the wide receivers. We'll see what's going on with Christian Kirk. Uh, obviously, they have D Hop, Fitz, and Isabella. Isabella with the two touchdowns last week kind of came out of nowhere. That's not something I would expect all the time. Don't just go running out and getting Isabella because you think he's the next hot thing. Christian Kirk is the better wide receiver, bigger wide receiver, um, going to be used more when he is healthy. If he's not healthy, okay, I can see Isabella being a streamer in a deep, deep league as a flex. Um, we will see if Drake can get his uh, his mojo going this week um, against the Panthers, who give up the second most amount of fantasy points to uh, running backs. Obviously, Eckler had a very, very good game last week, um, and so... There's there's opportunity there for Drake to finally get it going. I mentioned this uh, in yesterday's show. I'm not a, I'm not big on Drake this year. I just don't. I thought that what he did last year was good. I didn't know if it was sustainable this year, just with how just some of the changes that were going on. I still didn't completely trust the Cardinals' offensive line, and I thought that drafting Drake as like the number eleven or twelve running back was too steep. And just was I just wasn't sure that that was going to be, um, you know, a solid pick there. So as far as the as far as the Panthers go, um, Mike Davis should be in for another solid game through get this through two games for Mike Davis because Christian McCaffrey played the first game through two games for Mike Davis. He has 17 targets all those targets came in the last two games so he's averaging eight and a half targets in the last two games which is second only to Alvin Kamara who on the season is averaging 10 Ezekiel Elliott threw in terms of targets for running backs Ezekiel Elliott through three games has 23 total and Aaron Jones has 18 those are the only three guys ahead of Mike Davis in terms of targets so far this year so, especially in PPR, Mike Davis is a PPR machine. He is going to get used. Again, Bridgewater is not a deep passer. He is a kind of that game manager, dink and dunk type. Davis is going to be scoring a lot of points in, in PPR leagues because of this. So, I think that he is a solid play for this week. Um, I don't, you know, see, again, we were talking about DJ Moore yesterday and Robbie Anderson. They, I mean, they've they've had a fair amount of targets. DJ Moore uh, is in top ten in targets. Robbie Anderson is only a couple targets behind him on the season. So, you know, the fact that he's act that Bridgewater is willing to go deep a little bit um, is definitely interesting. The problem is DJ Moore has never been a high, even when he's a high target, he's never been a high catch guy. He's still in the sixty sixty five percent in terms of his receptions. Uh, reception percentage so um, I'm still a little hesitant on him and uh, the I mean the Cardinals have played very well against quarterbacks and wide receivers they're the second best in terms of giving up fantasy points to wide receivers so um, could be a tough day for the passing game in um, for the Panthers this next week moving on the Colts and Bears um, I think that Taylor and Hines are going to have a, a decent game We'll see how much Hines gets involved in the pass game this week. Um, Naheem Hines is still top 12, it looks like, in terms of targets, even after having only one target in week two. Um, he's averaging four four 4.7 targets a game. Not bad, especially considering he's only a he's only in there really on passing down. So um, I still think that he is a low flex type of guy. Taylor, obviously, I think could be in for a decent game this week against the Bears, who are middle of the road against running backs. 
They're also middle of the road against tight ends. I think Mo Cox has taken over Jack Doyle in terms of the main uh, tight end target for Rivers, especially now that Michael Pittman's out. Um, so I like Mo Cox. He will definitely be moving up in my rankings this week. As far as um, for the Bears, I mean, there's not a whole lot to like here. The Colts' defense has been very good. They're the best against quarterbacks, the best against tight ends which makes things d- tough on Foles and Graham. Um, they are top seven, it looks like, against um, against running backs. So David Montgomery could be in for a tough game. We'll see what what uh, what Robinson and Miller can do. Um, I may, I'm probably going to be moving them down a little bit in my rankings this week. So, uh, Moving on, Jags versus Bengals. Uh, James Robinson, right now, um, he's not, I mean, he's only had was 11, 11 targets in terms of, in terms of the, um, in terms of the pass game. However, James Robinson right now in half point PPR is the number five running back. This is not a guy you're sitting. Okay. He is ahead of Nick Chubb in terms of fantasy points in half point PPR. The only four guys above James Robinson right now are Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. We expected those four guys to be near the top. Um, and so Derrick Henry, what, number 11 so far this year. So uh, James Robinson, I mean, for those who were able to get him, great pickup. I think they continue this. They're very much playing uh, ball control. And so James Robinson, I think, is going to be in for another big game. The Bengals give up the fifth most amount of fantasy points to the uh, to the running back position. I think it's going to be tough sledding for Minshew, depending on what, depending on if DJ Chark is is healthy. If he is healthy, I upgrade Minshew a little bit, even though it's a, a tough matchup. The Bengals have been pretty good against the pass game, but uh, if if Chark's not playing, Minshew is going to be way down in the rankings. As far as the Bengals, Burrow should be in for a solid game. The The Jags really struggle against the pass game. Uh, six most amount of fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, third most to the tight ends, but I'm not giving anything to Drew Sample. Um, Hig- T. Higgins is a guy that I am very interested in looking at to see what he can do. Um, that, that combination between him and Burrow from LSU, definitely interested to see how, how that goes, so... As far as Joe Mixon goes, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Joe Mixon. Um, he is just not a guy that I am willing to I was willing to put the draft capital in. And right now he is through three games running back number thirty eight in half point PPR. So Brian Hill, Adrian Peterson has more points than Joe Mixon. A running back for the Detroit Lions has more points than Joe Mixon. And right behind Joe Mixon is another Detroit Lions running back. That that tells you how bad it is for Joe Mixon. So if you can offload him, offload him. That's I I'm not I'm not sitting around for that. But that's me. So uh Browns and Cowboys. Okay, so the Cowboys give up a lot on defense. And so Mayfield, OBJ, and Landry may be able to actually get something done. Um I think there's enough. There's been enough damage from the from the in the defensive secondary for the Cowboys that that's where teams are attacking. Um, and I think that Chubb and Hunt can are still very valuable. I think still think that um, Chubb is a, is a running back one this week, uh, and Hunt is a is a mid running back two. So I'm not trusting Austin Hooper. I don't think the pass game is not going through him. So uh, I, he is not a guy that I am willing to put a whole lot of faith in. Uh, Dak is still going to have – he's going to have a big game. I still believe that. Zeke is struggling in terms of getting the run game going. The fact that he's being used in the pass game has helped. Um, I'm not saying – not necessarily. I mean, yeah, he's putting up a decent amount of points still in half-point PPR. You know, he's – obviously he's running back four – but it's not coming through the ground like you would expect. It's it's had to come through the passing game. So part of that is because of the injuries to the Dallas offensive line. But I think that uh, I think that Zeke is uh, Zeke should still be in for an okay game. Again, he's going to get some in the pass game as well. Um, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb 
Obviously, Cooper's number one. Gallup and Lamb, I think they're going to go back and forth on who who is the guy to get. Um, so for me, it, it's going to go back and forth there. Um, I think Schultz could be in for a big game. The the Browns struggle against against uh, tight ends, so Schultz is definitely uh, Schultz is definitely a streaming type for this week. Moving on, the Saints versus the Lions. Uh, I think that Bree. This is going to be <laughs> the Lions have struggled on defense. They they got a little bit going this last week, getting Kyler Murray to throw three interceptions, but they needed to do something on defense. I think the Saints are a better team, um, so I think that. I still was I'm I'm looking at Michael Thomas is probably still out another couple weeks. So it's going to be, you know, Sanders and Smith and Cook, but Kamara is still going to gobble up a ton of targets because of it. What did he have like 13 or 14 14 targets this last week with Michael Thomas out. So uh Kamara's going to be have another huge week uh this next week I believe as well. Sanders and Smith, I go back and forth. Um I think that Breeze is going to trust, again, because of his arm strength where it is at this point in his career, I still think that he is going to be um, kind of throwing those those mid-routes and more dump-offs to Kamara. So, um, moving on to... Oh, I missed this. Moving on to the Lions. Stafford could be in for a decent game passing. Um, the Saints give up the most fantasy points to tight ends. So, which obviously that's very promising for Hawkinson, Stafford. Um, you know, the, they give up the Saints give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. So they've struggled a little bit in the passing game. Um, and so I think that Stafford and Hawkinson could be in for a decent game. I don't trust. I'll be honest. I don't trust any of the running backs for um, for the Lions. Uh, but I, you know, Kenny Galladay is is the only consistent wide receiver force for the Lions and so I still think that Galladay can put up a decent game uh this week moving on the Vikings versus the Texans we'll see again we will we will see what happens with this game I still think it's going to be played um you know obviously they're they're kind of tracing and looking at how long the um or your they're looking at uh, the you know exposure and everything from from Tennessee, uh, so we'll again we're going to have to wait. But as it stands right now, um, the Texans have been kind of middle of the road on defense, but they give up a lot to running backs. So look for obviously look for Dalvin Cook to have a decent week this week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Justin Jefferson plays this next week after having this big breakout last week. So um, I'm not going to just immediately throw him into lineups. Uh, I'm going to wait, unless you're desperate and you need it. Um, I would just, I would kind of wait. I know that the the Texans, I believe, lost one of their safeties um, to, to injured reserve. So um, that, you know, that could be a big help out to, to Jefferson and Thielen as well. And as far as the Vikings tight ends go, they're non-existent. It used to be that you know that that you know Rudolph was a was a decent target uh, in that offense. Not anymore. So really, it, it's it's Cousins, Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson. That's that's it. So as far as Texans go, Vikings have been pretty tough against quarterbacks. Um, and let's be honest, Watson hasn't had the best. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have Hopkins anymore, which really hurts. Um, I mean, in terms of fantasy points scored for quarterbacks, we're looking at where is Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. He is quarterback 17 so far on the season. Um, definitely not where we thought he would be. He scored a little over half as many points as Russell Wilson. That's, I mean, and again, that's how big of a season Russell Wilson's having. Um, but I think that he could. I think that he could do a couple things in this game. David Johnson should be back up to having a decent game this next week. Um, Vikings struggle a little bit against the running backs. They really struggle in the passing game. Of course, you know they've had three of their top four cornerbacks from last year gone either by injury or by trade. So, um, full, obviously, it's Fuller. For me, it's Fuller, Cobb, and Cooks are the three guys in order in that uh, in that um, wide receiver core. Fuller's the one that I would start as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. The other guys, desperate flex plays. 
And as far as the tight ends go, I think Akins is probably the better tight end to play um, in the Texans-Vikings. Now that I say that, uh, watch Fells will be the guy that gets a touchdown. Moving on to the Seahawks versus the Dolphins. Um, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I do think that the Dolphins can put up some points. I talked about this yesterday um, when talking about uh, the uh, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick as a possible streaming option for quarterback this week. I still believe that. Um Jamal Adams is probably going to miss this game because of his groin injury. The the Seahawks have lost uh one of their one of their pass rushers, Bruce Irvin, to a torn ACL. They lost their um their slot corner uh to a torn ACL. They've had some guys step up, but it's just they're they're not the same they're not the same, excuse me. So um Wilson, obviously, he's going to put up points. The the Dolphins bleed points to to uh, um, to quarterbacks, and so DK Lockett and Tyler, or sorry, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I never, in my wildest dreams, would have expected that as far as wide receivers go for half point PPR. Oh, sorry, I've got it in standard right here. In standard. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are wide receivers two and three right behind Calvin Ridley. Never saw that coming. In terms of half-point PPR, they are number two and number four because DeAndre Hopkins has so many so many targets and receptions. Um, Lockett number two, Metcalf number four. Now, you know, both Lockett's you know, three-touchdown game really helped last week. But uh, he's been putting up solid games and getting he has more targets than DK Metcalf. So... I mean, you you can't you can't argue with the results there. So, uh, both of them, I never would have dreamed that they would be this year's um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But that's basically <laughs> what it is: DK Metcalf being the Mike Evans type, and Tyler Lockett being the the Chris Godwin slot type. That's basically what it's become. So, so as far as the running backs go, I'm not putting any stock in the Seahawks um, tight ends this week. Uh, the the Dolphins play pretty tough against the tight ends and it's just it's inconsistent as to who which tight end is actually going to get the work so um really the the wilson dk lockett hands down i'm not going to spend a whole lot on hide uh i i would rather especially in half point full point ppr um put a little more stock in travis homer as a possible option especially for dfs um so uh, Fitzpatrick, he is a streamer guy. I'm, I'm, I'd be happy um, if you know if I was devastated with injuries to stream Fitzpatrick, even put him in a in a like a tournament DFS lineup this week. So, um, I know that Gaskin has been putting up a lot of points, but the Seahawks are very, very tough against running backs. They are the fifth best in terms of giving up fantasy points to running backs. So, um, and obviously they're the worst against uh, wide receivers. So. Um, Parker and Preston Williams are both starts for me this week. Gusecki is not. Uh, the uh, Seahawks give up uh, the fourth least amount of points to tight ends. All right. Chargers and Buccaneers. The only really, as far as the Chargers go, the only people I'm playing are Eckler, possibly Kelly in like deeper, deeper leagues, um, and and Allen. Um since Herbert became the quarterback, he does not throw deep. So Williams, Mike Williams is not getting the targets. He just isn't. Um, he's going to Allen, hitting Eckler out of the backfield, and throwing a little bit to Henry. So my preferred my preferred guys to play in there, Eckler and Allen. As far as the Buccaneers go, the the Chargers are the best team right now against against running backs. So Jones and Fournette are, you know, flex plays at best. Um, I think that Brady especially with some of the injuries that are happening now in the Chargers' defense. Uh, Brady with Evans. I think that Scotty Miller may be Justin Watson. Um, but Evans and Miller are my, my go-tos with uh, Howard. I have Howard over Gronk. Now, Gronk was able to get a little bit more involved this last week, um, but you know we've, we've seen the report that says you know Gronk's there to block. So I trust Howard over Gronk. Gronk is more of a, a tournament DFS type play. Uh, moving on, Steelers versus the Titans. Again, we will see when this game is actually played. Titans, though they've been winning, have not played the best defense. So 
I still think that Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger is the guy you're going to play. I've, I have him probably as a top 10 quarterback this week. Juju, obviously, especially with Deontay Johnson concussion protocol, we don't know if he's going to play. That's going to bump up James Washington a little bit. But Juju, obviously, is going to be the main guy there. I think he's going to pull in more of those targets that Johnson would normally get. Uh, Ebron, we'll see. The, Tan- or the uh, Titans have struggled a little bit against, court- against tight ends, giving up the seventh most points. So um, I don't know whether to trust Eric Ebron or not. They, just, they don't get them involved in the offense a lot. And, you know, it could be because of Deontay Johnson's injury last week that helped get Ebron more involved. So... If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I'm probably more willing to want to play Ebron. Uh, the Titans also struggle a lot against running backs, so Connor is obviously going to be a must-start. I have him uh, looking at top 15, top 12 quarter, uh, running back this week. Uh, for the Titans, Tannehill just seems to figure out ways to throw the ball all over the yard. Um, you know, last week he still he didn't throw a touchdown, but he threw for over 300 yards. So, I I still like Tannehill to be to finish as a top 15 quarterback this year. I don't necessarily like this matchup, um, though the Steelers have not given up or have not been great against um, wide receivers. So Davis and Humphreys I think are going to get very involved. Um, and if the Steelers are able to stop up the run like they have been, they're the second toughest team against running backs, so Henry could be in for another tough game. Um, Tannehill may be throwing the ball all over the place to to Davis, Humphreys, and Jun- and Jonu Smith, so something to watch for. Um, I can maybe get, you all maybe get more into it uh, when we, you know, if I can get a DFS show in this week. Moving on, Rams versus the Washington football team. Uh, I think the, the, Ra- the Ravens are going, sorry, Ravens, did I say Rams? Ravens against the Washington football team. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back. After getting a kind of embarrassed a little bit against uh, the Chiefs this week on Monday Night Football, I think they bounce back. I think Lamar's going to have a decent game. Um, you know, Washington's uh, middle of the road against uh, quarterbacks and against running backs. They're playing pretty tough against wide receivers, so I think the the running back really gets going. They give up a lot to tight ends, so I think Lamar, if it's going to be if he's going to be passed a lot, he'll get a little bit to to Brown, maybe Snead. Um, and I think it's going to be Andrews and the Ingram, Ingram, Dobbins, and Lamar show. I think they're going to reestablish the run and really work with that this week against um, against Washington. As far as Washington goes, the Ravens have been giving up a little bit in terms of the passing game. So I think that Haskins could be, you know, his his two main targets in the passing game are going to be Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Uh, I had Logan Thomas as one of my as one of my you know value plays last week. And he disappointed. Uh, you know, I think he was only targeted four times, which was amazing to me. Um, and so, um, I like him again this week. Uh, I think that if Haskins is starting to get uh, harassed a little bit by the Ravens' defense, Thomas is the most likely target. Um, Gibson, I think, is in for a tough game. Just the Ravens are very, very tough against the run game. So, moving on, Giants versus the Rams. Middle of the road defense for the Rams going up against the Giants. Um, so I honestly I think that that Jones could have an okay game. Slayton, I, here's the thing: I'm not trusting the running the running back situation yet for for New York. Um, I know that Freeman got more touches than Lewis this last week. That's probably the way it's going to continue. I just I don't trust it. I don't trust this Giants team. If I can avoid any of them, I mean, now with Saquon Barkley out, if I can avoid any of them at this point, I will. Um, I picked up Deion Lewis in a league. Um, I have since dropped him <laughs> already. So there just there's other options out there at this point. Um, Slayton, I think, is the best option in terms of that offense, and it may be a little it may be a little back and forth, but I think Slayton's the best option in that offense in terms of fantasy production. Moving on to the Rams. Um, Henderson's getting the start again this week, and the the Giants give up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to running backs. So I think that Henderson is in for another good game. If Henderson is still available in your leagues uh, and you need some running back help, Henderson's the way to go. I think that he is he's going to be a solid um, addition to your fantasy team for this week. 
Woods, Cup, and Jefferson. Obviously, Cup is is probably going to be the the most targeted. Woods gets involved in the run game a little bit, so that's a. Uh, I think that that um, you know, obviously ha- PPR either one. I think you're going to start either one of them. I don't think you're sitting unless you're like an eight team league, even ten team league. It's possible, depending on who, how you drafted. If you drafted wide receiver heavy, you may end up sitting Woods. I would not sit Cup, um, especially because the Giants are very good against the tight end, at least so far this year. So Higby may back off again a little bit in the game plan, and it may go more to Woods and Cup this week. So, Moving on, Patriots versus the Chiefs. Uh, Cam Newton. Again, middle of the road for the Chiefs in terms of the defense against um, quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends. However, the the Patriots don't use tight ends. So uh, everything's going to go through um, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, and James White. We still have not heard whether or not um, James White is actually going to play. Um, if I can here, I'm actually looking it up right now to see where he's at. No, it still only has from a few days ago when he was ruled out from last game. So, um, I would right now, I mean, I'm sitting with, with James White on the bench in a couple of leagues, um, just waiting for him to come back. Cause I think once he does come back, he is going to be, I think the main, um, the main receiving back in that offense. I think Burkhead is having the success that he's having right now because James White is out. So um, I think that Sonny Michelle could put up okay game, uh, an okay game as well in terms of the run game. So um, Michelle and, and Burkhead, I think, are flex options for this week. Edelman, um, the, the Chiefs are number one in terms of giving up the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. So Edelman... And and Harry and Bird, I think it could be interesting. I think it's going to be more along the run game. Edelman is more likely to get involved in the offense than Harry, uh, than Akeel Harry or Damian Bird. So, um, so Edelman, I think is definitely is definitely an option to still play. Um, moving on, Mahomes. Obviously, you're going to start. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He is as of right now. In terms of scoring, he is running back, I want to say, 13. He's putting up 15 points a game in half-point PPR. That is not slouchy. Um, he's had some decent defenses, that some decent run defenses that he's had to go up against. So um, the Patriots are okay against the run. Remember just a couple weeks ago um, against the Seahawks, they gave up 150 rush yards, 5 yards a carry. Different type of run game, very hard-nosed run style there. Um, that's not necessarily what the Chiefs do, but I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, obviously you're going to start him. I think he's easily a, a running back two for this week. Um, High-end running back two, could put up running back one numbers. Um, Patriots have struggled against um, the pass game, so Hill and Watkins are the guys that I like there. Travis Kelsey, doesn't matter if the Patriots are tough against uh, tough against tight ends. Kelsey's still going to get his points. All right, three more games. I know this has been a long episode, guys. Three more games, and then we will be good. Uh, the Bills versus the Raiders. The the Raiders have been surprisingly good this year in terms of giving up fantasy points. They're the fifth best in terms of giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. Sixth best against wide receivers. Seventh best against tight ends. But they give up a lot of points to running backs. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the massive week that Rex Burkhead put up last week. So Singletary, I think, can be in for a good game. I think that Josh Allen, he is still a top 10 quarterback this week against the Raiders. He is because one, his running ability helps. And, you know, he's he's putting up, you know, 300 yard passing games against very good defenses. So um, Allen, I am not worried about. He is still going to play. I think that Diggs. Brown Beasley is being so underrated this year. Um, looking at wide receiver targets, uh, where did I see him? I think that Beasley is still. Where did I see it? I want to say that Beasley is still. Cole Beasley is, has the same amount of targets 
as Sammy Watkins and only one he only has one less than CeeDee Lamb, one less than Cooper Cup, one less than Adam Thielen. Cole Beasley is getting targeted seven times a game. And so a team that we expected to be a little more, maybe a little more run heavy, has three wide receivers that are getting targeted very often. So Cole Beasley is kind of that is that safety valve for um, for Allen. And so I I think that he is definitely a guy that uh, that should be owned in PPR leagues of twelve teams or more. So um, as far as the Raiders go, the Bills have given up a lot to the quarterbacks. So I mean, Carr could be in for a decent game, but most of his production I think is going to go to Waller. I mean, with the injuries to the um, to the Raiders wide receivers, I mean, Rugs we are not sure if he's even going to play this week. So it's down to Renfro, Edwards, um, and, and Zay Jones, Nelson Aguilar. So I don't have a whole lot of faith in the in the Raiders passing game. I think they're going to have to lean on Jacobs. Now, Jacobs had a little bit of a tough game last week, but he was also coming off a hip injury. I think if he's fully healthy this week, um, Jacobs should be in for a pretty good game. So, all right, last two. Sunday night. Uh, actually, no, we're going to last one. We're just going to do the Sunday night game, and we'll preview the we'll preview the Monday night game on our Kings and Stings episode um, on Sunday night, getting ready for Monday. So, for Sunday night football, Eagles versus the Niners. Eagles, they don't have anyone to play wide receiver. Um, Alshon Jeffrey might be available, but probably not. He's increasing his activity. But the the Eagles are so desperate that they had to um, they had to sign what was it Hakeem? Um, oh crud! Now I can't remember the kid's name. Let me look it up one more time. Uh, the wide receiver out of out of Iowa State from Hakeem Butler. There it is. Um, off of the Carolina practice squad. So um, it's going to be Ward Jackson. Uh, Butler. And who's the other one? Oh, and J.J. or Sega Whiteside, who's been absolutely useless this year. I was hoping he would get something going. Um, and he... He's useless. He is not going to be involved in this offense, period. The Niners, even with some of their their injuries, this is a little bit better team than what they've gone up against the last two weeks with the Giants and the Jets, arguably two of the worst teams in the league. The, the Eagles, or the, the Niners' defense, is fifth best against quarterbacks, third best against... Sorry, sixth best against quarterbacks, third best against running backs, fourth best against wide receivers, second best against tight ends. This could be ugly for the for the Eagles, although the Eagles could get something going. But they just they don't have a whole lot of healthy guys either. So Sanders, I think, moves for me, low running back to flex area in terms of in terms of playability. As far as the Niners go. Um, there's rumors that it's possible that Garoppolo could go. It also could be Mullins this week. Um, let me actually pull up that game and see. Let me check the notes here. As far as Jimmy Garoppolo goes, they are still not sure, um, if Garoppolo will be able to practice Wednesday. Um, so he's still dealing with that high ankle sprain. So it could be Mullins again. If Mullins is playing... I really like Dwelly for this game because as far as we know, Kittle is still dealing with injury. He will be evaluated Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, you will know for sure where Kittle is going to be for this next week. Um, Kittle's already missed two games with that bone bruise. Um, Ross Dwelly managed to get four catches last week. Last year, when in the couple games that George Kittle missed, Ross Dwelly had great games, especially against Arizona, who was horrible. They were last year. Arizona was the worst team against the um, against tight ends in terms of fantasy. 
Dwelly was able to put up, I want to say tight, I, I think he was tight end four that week with two touchdowns, almost had a third. Um, and so I think that Dwelly is definitely a, he's that streamer, um, you know, if you're playing in DFS, he's one of those, he's going to be a value streamer, I think, that could put up a put up at least a touchdown um, for this week. So, uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Brandon Ayuk obviously is going to be the main guy. They use him much like they've used Devo Samuel in the past. So, it'll be interesting once Devo comes back, how they integrate those two. That's going to be a deadly combo. Um, as far as the running backs go, it's going to be McKinnon and Wilson. Um, there's... There's thoughts that Mostert could come back and be ready this week. Um, again, the Eagles' defense is very middle of the road. Uh, so I like McKinnon. Um, I prefer McKinnon over Wilson. Wilson had a great game this last week, really out of the blue. So um, I think that McKinnon is the is the guy to own of those two. Um, and then Ayuk is obviously the, the wide receiver to own there. And like I said, Dwelly could be a, a bit of a, a surprise. So... All right, that is it for this week. I know this is a longer episode than what we've done in the past. I wanted to actually start, you know, try to go through these games. I will try, I no promises, but I will try to do a DFS um, a DFS episode this week. I was not able to do it last week. Um, circumstances did not allow that. I'll see what I can do, give you guys some some value plays, uh, some guys that I'm I'm not wanting to um, not wanting to spend the cash on uh, for for DraftKings and Yahoo. So um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope this is informative. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed what I have to say. Um, and so good luck this week. Like I said, if I don't get another episode in this week for DFS, I hope you guys uh, are able to get um, get some wins for your for your teams, move up in the standings, um, and start working towards uh, the fantasy playoffs. So. Uh, again, my name is Ryan Skullward. This has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.